When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, guys? We are back making podcasts great again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog. And yes, keep subscribing, people. Telling your friends, listeners are picking up. But keep telling your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone. Because we want to come to a city near you. And of course, we are joined by the President of the United States, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, how are you today? Magua, it's good to see you. Magua, Magua, what, what ethnicity is that? Just curious. Well... You know, I'm thinking maybe there's a little bit of Asian, you know, uh, you don't look full on ching chong, but you look like you got a little bit of it. So good to have you here. And I think, you know, what, having some Asian blood in the tech stuff department might actually do us well, because I don't know if you know this. We've gone through quite a lot of tech stuff, people. Uh, that's what I hear. I've, I've never been mistaken for, for Asian ever in my whole entire life. I've been mistaken for. Well, I'm it. just saying the name. Maybe you were adopted by a nice Chinese family. Oh, OK. So you're just, do I look Asian at all? I don't know. I want to be PC. I don't, you know, because you say some things today and all of a sudden they go, you're not respecting my identity and I'm microaggression and doing all these things. So I'm just going to say, you know what, maybe a little bit. (laughs) Okay, That, that works. Are you having a good week, Mr. President? Well, you know, this trash book comes out by... Lion Bob Woodward. So that's, you know, got a lot of people spreading lies. But as usual, I'm having a good week. Nothing too big uh, going on. We're having uh, we're doing a great job and uh, we're very uh, we're very happy. Nothing to be sad about. Did you attend because I know Ivanka uh, husband? Uh, oh, him. He He's Jewish. Did you attend any uh, Rosh Hashanah dinner? Who? Rosh Hashanah, it's the Jewish New Year. She sounds hot. No, it's it's not a person. It's, sounds like an Israeli stripper. It's she, is Rosh Hashanah on I almost, stage I almost tonight? Said she's not an Israeli stripper. Is she but, dancing tonight? No, it's not a dancer, Mr. President. What it is, it's a holiday. It's I'd celebrating. like to get in her kibbutz. No, Mr. President, it's the Jewish New Year, and you 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 go to synagogue and you pray. And the shofar is blown, which is the... That sounds ramp. like her black pimp. No. Can I see Rosh Hashanah shofar? Can you please let... You know, I pay good money to see Rosh Hashanah and shofar. I know you're a big black, but you're getting in my way. I'm glad you were being really PC with the whole uh, I'm Asian. <laughs> now, well, we got to respect cultures. I, I know. I appreciate it. So no Rosh Hashanah dinner? Who? Okay. That's what I thought. You know, I let the Kushners, I'm obviously, as you know, a very strong Christian. Right. Love the Christians, love Christ. And, you know, but I let the Kushners, you know, we're not, we're not banning them from doing their practice. So I think that's pretty good. If, if he asked you to have a Rosh Hashanah dinner, 
at the White House, would you hold the Rosh Hashanah dinner at the White well, House? Well, I wouldn't go down on Rosh Hashanah and eat Rosh Hashanah, so okay, that's just not my style. That's fine. I, even, Me and Kanye have that in common. I know. Even though Rosh Hashanah is not a person, and I've told you that three times, you still seem to think that Rosh Hashanah is a person. Well, you know, people say I have problems with women respecting women. I'm just trying to respect Rosh Hashanah and what she does. Did you hear with a less... Moon vest? Did you hear about that? Oh, the CBS guy? Yeah. Well, we like NBC. Okay. CBS was very stupid. They passed on The Apprentice. So our stupid. less is more. Okay. So you're not a fan of his? You know, I think he's been very successful. Obviously, though, he passed on The Apprentice, so obviously he can't be, very, he can't be that successful. Well, he's in a lot of trouble these days. A the Me Too. Pe- the Me Too people the me too, come Exactly. Around. A lot of, uh, a lot of people coming out. You know the Me Too out. people can't get? What? Me. And they've tried. They've made up a lot of me twos, me threes, me eights, me sixty nines. They do not have working. You not working. On tape. Well, you know, me and Billy Bush just making locker room talk is really not a me too thing. It isn't? No. Even okay, fine. It's nine eleven today. Happy New Year to the lovely Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> So we're respecting women and cultures. <laughs> okay. We're doing a great job. Well, like I said, it, it is 9-11 today. Big day. Now I have a question for you. One of your first tweets this morning, instead of maybe uh, paying respect to the fallen heroes from 9-11 and all the, the innocent people who died, you decided to tweet uh, about the collusion with Russia. Well, and there's no collusion. It. Right. Denying the collusion They're trying to bring on a new 9-11 by going after me. And I got to tell you, if they impeach me, it's worse than 9-11. How is that? No one will die. The greatest, maybe the greatest president the country's ever had will be gone. You get big gay Mike Pence. Who knows what he'll do? Bring about the rapture. So even though I'm only one person... You know, we lost 3,000 people, but they were like regular people, you know. So they were just going to be 3,000 regular people. We can replace regular people. Uh, what's your definition of regular people? You know, non-billionaires, non-stable geniuses, women. Are you 100% blacks, sure there were Mexicans no... Mexicans probably mopping up the place. In other words, what I'm saying is we respect, we respect the victims. It's a terrible day, but we got to stay focused. 9-11 happened. It's already done. But my yes. presidency can be saved if we stop the, the lying, cheating Democrats. Right, but Mr. President, I'm just going to be honest. I, it's not very classy on the morning of 9-11. For I wasn't the, elected to be classy. I was elected to make America great again. And sometimes that means doing the tough work, saying the tough things. We're all sad about dead people, even if they're regular. But... I'm not regular. You know, I'm extraordinary, great, stable genius. Just because they weren't billionaires doesn't make them regular. Well, they were regular people, and it's okay. I'm not, you're, you're making it like I'm upset that they're regular people. We have to have a lot of regular people in the country. I'm just saying, if you thought 9-11 was bad, if they impeach me, that's going to be like 1911. You know, 10 times as bad. That's I, good I got math. the math. I got the math there. You yeah, because you add a 10 on to it. It no, becomes I, 10 I under, times. I understand. Yeah, you know, we learned that at Wharton Business School. Very good school. Well, okay. But your tweet this morning, you don't think people are upset? And then I tweeted it? about 9-11. I said, 
17 years since 9-11, exclamation point. I know, it's, uh, it's very deep. Well, you know, you can't forget, because a lot of people say, you may not know this, they say never forget. No, I, I, I know that. That's been said for, for years, never forget. Well, you know, I actually made that up. Oh, that, that's yours. So along with coming up with the chorus for Gold Digger, you came up with Never Forget. Right. We trademarked it. It's, uh, so I get a couple of dollars every time somebody says Never Forget. <laughs> is, is that, was that 100% true, Mr. President? Well, look it up. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. Now, for 9-11, you also said originally that you helped out. A lot of, or, I mean, I, I, not a lot of help. Those were the real heroes, but I went down there and... Can you define your help exactly what you did, what your help was? Well, I used my very big hands to lift some rubble, to hand out paper towels, you know, to shoot jump shot paper towels. That's where I came up with my Puerto Rico move. I started shooting paper towels at the, uh, at the survivors. So at, at 9-11, you started shooting paper towels at people, and then you continued that trend in Puerto Rico. It's kind Rico. of my patented move. Like Jordan had the fadeaway, I have the paper towel shot. Is Jordan your favorite player? Well, he's a good. Well, no, but he's he's a good guy. Who's your favorite basketball player? Well, I think we got to go. Probably, we like George Mikan. The first, think, the first okay. big man in the NBA. Good guy. We like uh, obviously we like John Stockton. Uh, we don't like Steve Nash. You know, not American. We don't like Dirk. He's uh, German. Right. You know, they had some good ideas at one point, but now they're led by this weak woman. And her name's Angela. Why do they call her Angela? Then we got, uh, you know, Larry Bird, one of the greats. Uh, love Kevin Love. Led the Cavs to a championship a couple of years ago. Good guy. I don't uh, think he led, but okay. Well, does he have a championship ring? He does. Well, then, okay. If you look at the stats, a man by the name of LeBron good. James who? carried that team. But Well, I saw Kevin Love, and uh, we love Kevin Love at the uh, at Trump Tower and in the White House. Okay. Um, I, I thought, I assume that your favorite player would be Will Chamberlain because he slept with so many women, allegedly. Well, he lied. He lied? And I've slept with more, so it's really, I'm not that, I mean, most people, I guess, should be impressed. You're a tech stuff guy. I'm sure you're impressed with 20,000. Very. But I, uh, you know, that's a day, you know, first of all, I'm older than him, so I've had more time to accumulate better numbers. Because, you know, the blacks, they sometimes go for the less quality white women. Is that how it is? Well, that's what I've seen. <laughs> sometimes they get the good ones, but sometimes they give the bad ones a chance, too. <laughs> that's how it works. Whereas, you know, I don't. Is that, is that from you observing or is that from discussion with you and Kanye? Well, no, Kanye thinks very much like me. He doesn't go for the, uh, you know, I don't like the big booty as much as him, but he does go for a high-level quality. Okay. And how's, how's your wife, Melania? I, we haven't seen her recently. Who? Uh, Transylvania, I think you refer to her as. Well, there was a, uh, this model that's uh, been giving me a hard time. She was traveling with me to uh, the 9-11 thing mm -hmm. in Pennsylvania, so she was there. Okay. We'll see how that works out. And your son, Barron's doing well? School's just started? How's he doing? No, no, it's Don Jr., and he's out of school. Now, you have also have another son with Melania named Barron. No, she can't have kids. To quote the great Tony Montana. Please. 
Her womb is too polluted. Okay. So you don't have a son named Baron. Dirk, da- you call it's him? It's pronounced Don Jr. Okay. That's fine. He's a good guy. I and mean, a weak chin, though. Jeez. Guy's got a real weak chin. What Did you go to the 9-11 memorial today? Did you do anything for 9-11? I gave a great speech. They're mm-hmm. saying one of the best. Who's saying it's it's one of the well, best? Well, you look it up, a lot of people. A lot of people? They really consider it right there with, like, Lincoln's, you know, Gettysburg Address. We're talking that level. Oh, wow. So we did like a Like, I job. have a dream level? That was the black. Yes. Lincoln, black, Lincoln freed the blacks, which I you'd think the blacks would be more grateful. Okay. You know, the whites let them be free, and then all of a sudden they act like I don't like African-Americans. Okay. So you made a nice speech today. Great speech. I gave a fist pump when we were approaching the speech because I was pumped up for 9-11. That's, that's strange that you were pumped up for 9-11. Well, it's a big day. It is a big day. I don't know if it's a day to get People pumped People don't want to see it. their president be all mopey like, uh, you know, Obama. Well, I don't know if it's such an uplifting day. Well, we've got to uplift the people. Make America great. It's not make America sad again. All people or just the regular people? Well, I mean, it's like, you know, everybody should. We want everybody uplifted on a day like this. Just want to make sure if we're uplifting everyone or just the regulars. Did you hear about a hurricane? Hurricane Florence coming into North Carolina. She sounds like an old lady. Yeah, Florence. Well, yeah. Florence does sound like an old lady. I agree. And she could be, honestly, it's a versatile name. She could be an old black or an old white. You always have to go to race, Mr. President. Well, I'm, you know, you try to be, they want you to be inclusive. Everybody's always saying inclusive. Okay. I try to be inclusive and then people to say I'm making it about race. Well, why can Florence be a, a nice uh, Latina woman? Probably not. Okay. Maybe like a Korean woman because they always name their daughters these old names. You meet like Florence, some, a Korean You meet name? some 19-year-old hottie from Korea and her name's Grace or Esther. Grace and, like, and Esther you, I've seen. Florence? You go, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't understand that. Give her a nice Asian name, like Suki. (laughs) Suki. Suki is is extremely Asian, I think. Great nipples on the Asian women. Not a lot of ass. Kanye's not into the Asians. Mm -hmm. uh, Are you into the Asians more? Well, you know, I dabble. Okay. When I do business in Asia, you know, when in Rome, as they say. Of course. When in Rome, fuck Asians. (laughs) That's the saying? (laughs) I've never heard that saying before. When from fuck Asians. That is, what's your favorite uh, type of Asian woman? Is it? By the way, the silent tech guy who's always here is not being so silent. <laughs> no. We're talking about Korean, Japanese, Chinese, Taiwanese. The, the what's, Chinese your, what's your favorite? The, the Chinese are the worst. Chinese are the worst. Yeah, you got to go. You know, I watched this comedy special on Netflix one time. I caught a little bit of it because she looked like the type of Asian I'd like. Her name was, I think it was Ali Wong. Okay. A little short, but good looking, you know. And she referred to it as jungle Asian, like the Vietnamese, Cambodian. Those kind of, those are the best. Okay. Those are the best. But then you, you can find some good Koreans as long as they don't have names like uh, Eunice and uh, Esther and Grace and what are some about Florence. Well, Hurricane Florence. Now, speaking of hurricanes, it's a Category 4. And when Japanese reached, are good, too. Japanese are good, too? Okay. 
And when it reaches North Carolina, it's going to be Category 3. How do you plan on helping the people for this hurricane if there is some type of state emergency? Well, we're going to send out some big tweets. We're going to get the, the tweet should help the people. We're going to sure. make sure they get out of there. We got to get them out. And mm-hmm. no better communication than my tweets. Of course. So not. if they ignore the tweets, you know, and I don't mean to bring this up because I'm not supposed to. But, uh, you know, maybe if they had had Twitter and I was president during Katrina, the blacks would have listened. So you think if the blacks had Twitter during Katrina, things would have been different? It could have been. And if they stay, they stay, and that's their fault. So you're saying evacuated people, if they would have read your tweet and you said, get out, they all would have left. Except for, you know, the people who are not my African-Americans. Of course. So I think possibly you listen to the tweets. We'll probably send some money down there. We'll send some bread and some soup and some... Uh, Paper towels, because then maybe some mops, because I think there's going to be a lot of water. Uh, well, that's what happens when there's a hurricane. It rains a lot. Well, that's what they say. That's what they do say. Now, with Puerto Rico. Who? Puerto Rico. Well, we're not as concerned with, you know, we try to help our neighbors, but, uh, you know, their government has to take care of them. You know, we're about America. They've got to well, take they are, care of. Aren't they? They're, they're technically part of our country. I mean, that's what they say, and I'm looking into it. You're looking into it? You have but people looking into it? or are you? We got a lot of it? people looking into it because I don't know if they're really... They're kind of Americans with air quotes. Do you know there are still people there and without upside electricity? upside down exclamation. Don't they use one of the... Don't they put like a question mark upside down or an exclamation upside down? Yeah, and they use tildes and accents. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's not America. Well... It's another language. I don't know if you can say it's well, not American. Well, English is our first language and American is our second language. Notice I didn't say Spanish. I understand that. So I think they need to get get busy and get their stuff done. And, you know, we'd love to be friends with them and, and you know, hang out. And uh, But they've got to handle it. We've, we're more concerned with... The quality Americans in North Carolina, by the way, that's a swing state. So, you know, we've got to help them. So you're saying you're going to give more effort to North Carolina than you did for Puerto Rico. Well, North Carolina is full of Americans. Right. Not Boricuas. (laughs) Okay. So that's it. So Puerto Rico, sorry, North Carolina, swing state. You're going to get a lot of help, right? Well... Good help. Okay, good help. If they don't need a lot of help, you know, because we believe in lifting your, yourself up by your bootstraps in America. So they, they've got to do some of the work themselves. Did you happen to catch any of, uh, it was week one of the NFL this past weekend? Did you catch any of the games? My big problem with the NFL right now is they play a very weak brand of football, not like the tough style that they played when I was in school. Well, it's because of all the head injuries and all and these athletes. you know what? That was are... sort of what made it great. Head injuries makes well, it great? Well, the violence. You know, people don't watch football. It's still for... a very violent sport. Well, because the blacks have gotten so big. And even <laughs> some of the whites are doing it, too, like a J.J. White. It's J.J. Watt, not white. Well, he's pretty white. He is, he is white. You know, White Gronkowski, he's a big guy. It's Rob. 
Well, you know, I think most of the blacks do the robbing, if we're being totally honest on crime stats. Would you just call every single athlete who is not black and their first name is white? Well, there's not a lot of them. I assume they're like related. Maybe they do like the Asians. I mean, I don't know the the last name first. But there are a decent amount of white people in the NFL. Well, like the fat ones and the court. Obviously, the quarterbacks, the CEOs have to be white. We can't have blacks running the show. There are black quarterbacks. And there well, are a few, there, there are are few the be- white who, receivers. Name the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. The two best? It would probably be Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are the two what best. What race are they? They are white, but there are still starters in the NFL who are African-American quarterbacks. Well, and they're doing the best they can. They do very well. Cam Newton went to a Super Bowl. Did he win? No. Well, okay then. Mr. Trump. I just think that we've got a real problem with the NFL. And obviously, we only had a couple of people kneel to disrespect our Space Force. From the Dolphins. And they're irrelevant. Aren't you glad you didn't buy the Buffalo Bills? They are one awful team. Well, they wouldn't have drafted that big white loser who's really disgracing the white race. He's from not even Wyoming, playing. And they used a very good draft pick on him. Yeah. He throws it 70 yards in the wrong direction. <laughs> Are you upset with Kenny Stills and Albert Wilson for kneeling? And then Marshawn Lynch didn't kneel, but he did sit down there in the national anthem. Well, he thinks he's very tough, and I'd like to meet him one-on-one, and we'll see how tough he is. You so you think you think you're tougher than Marshawn Lynch? You I think, think he you're puts tougher? on a big show. He puts on a big tough show. His nickname is Beast Mode. Well, that's you know that's what I call most blacks. <laughs> you call all blacks Beast Mode? Well, I call them beasts. That's not very nice, Mr. President. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them. Some of them are very big and very you, aggressive. Well, in the NFL, you have to be aggressive. It's a violent sport. Tom Brady's not aggressive. Well, Tom Brady plays quarterback. He doesn't need to tackle anyone. All he has to do is just throw passes and hand the ball off. Well, that's a lot. It is a lot, but you don't have to be aggressive to do that. Kickers. Very calm people. Yeah. J.J. Watt, though, or J.J. White. He gives White. money to charities. He does. He raises money. That's what you should be doing, honoring America and helping people out. He did. When uh, there was trouble in Houston, when there was the hurricane there, he helped raise money for everyone in Houston. He's a good guy. Well, but also, he's, 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 he's very violent, too. He, he plays defense. He has to J.J. People. White always has an invite to the White House. Hear that, J.J.? <laughs> invite is open to the White House. So you didn't catch any of the games, except you just knew the people who... I knew a couple of insignificant dolphins, but I tell you, that means that the message has gotten through. So they can act tough, but when the president, when Donald Trump says, no more kneeling, guess what? Only a couple of losers kneel. What would you have done if there were more, quote-unquote, losers kneeling? Well, there aren't. But would you have taken action? I did take action, and the results are in. You technically didn't take action. The NFL and the owners tweeted. They felt the pressure. I tweeted. End of story. That's how it works. That's how it works. That's why the North Carolinians are going to get out. If there was no Twitter, what would? How would you get your messages out, Mr. President? I would just get the world's biggest bullhorn, (laughs) and scream. That's what you would do. That's what I would do. I don't think people would hear you from all over just as... Well, it'd be a good bullhorn. 
So you're saying the bullhorn is going to be able to travel hundreds and thousands of miles? Well, that's the plan. Well, good luck on that. Well, we're working on it. We've got good people on it, so we're going to get it done. If we have to. If, they, if these liberal cucks take away Twitter. Well, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to take away Twitter. Like they did just... to Alex Jones, a great man and a great patriot. Are you going to help him out? Who? You just said Alex Jones is a great man and a great patriot. Well, you know, he's got to do it. You know, he'll, he'll get it done. So if he asked you publicly for help, you wouldn't help him out? Well, you know, I'd, you know, I'd send out maybe a nice tweet. <laughs> so you send out a tweet to help him? It's a very powerful Twitter account. I hear about that. Um, let's move on. The U.S. Open. You've attended the U.S. Open before, tennis. and Well, it's in Queens. Yeah, it's in Queens. You've gone before, correct? And I'm the king of Queens. I'm actually suing that show. Are you? Because they, use... they took my title mm. without permission. So you go as... I never heard anyone call you the king of Queens. Well, obviously, being partially Asian, Magua, <laughs> you, uh, you might not be as familiar with what we do here. Why would I be familiar if I'm part Asian? Well, you know, different culture and maybe you stay more reserved. You know, instead of crazy rich Asian, you might be sit at the Asian lunch table at public school Asian. All quiet in the back of the class. And not just wanting to get A's and take our technology back to China to your parents. Well, that's not me. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Mr. Lunchroom Asians coming to a theater near you. (laughs) You're going to produce that? Probably. Okay. So at the U.S. Open, I don't know. We'll cast all of the hot jungle country Asians, like Ali Wong said. Only. Exclusively. Vietnamese, Cambodian. Maybe one Japanese if she comes correct. That's it? No Chinese? Well, we got a, you know, my buddy Duterte in the Philippines. We can get a couple of Filipinas. Okay. But Maybe no Chinese. we could Chinese. call it Filipina Calada. Is that what you call it? Maybe. <laughs> I don't drink, though. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I meant it was like when you have a few of those women with you, you call it the Filipina Calada. No. Oh no no no! I, I just I just call them uh, I call them dry cleaning ladies, <laughs> okay. nurses. I just call them nurse. Okay, nurse one, nurse two, dry cleaning lady. That's that's very nice. Well, that's what they're experts at. So I want to make them feel. You know, I want to respect the culture. Understood. Now go get my prostate, nurse two. <laughs> okay. At the U.S. Open, which you've attended in the past, did you hear about? Serena Williams in the finals and what happened? An absolute disgrace. Why is that a disgrace? She was very angry. Right. She's lucky the police didn't do something about it. The police, but many, many. Uh, men. She had a racket that could be construed as a weapon. But many. She once threatened to shove a tennis ball down a judge's throat 10 years ago or something. She's a very violent woman. You know, ah. talk about beast mode. <laughs> I don't think she's a violent woman. I think she's very competitive and maybe when you're it's very... It's okay com- if you're a man. Well, that was my point. You've got to be competitive because it's, you know, James Black said it's a man's world. But women can't be competitive like that? Well, they shouldn't be. What are they going to do? Well, they're playing tennis here for the, for the U.S. Open professional tennis. The well, best it's, in the world it's play. ladies' tennis, though. Okay. 
But so she can't have competitive spirit like the men? Well, you can't. But what's the point? Because many men have lost their tempers well, men like are that. The best. have never been taken a point. Men are the best. John Macron's on it. Serena, is big Serena going to beat Djokovic or whatever his name is? No. Women, the top woman can't beat the top men exactly. in the sport. But Serena so could probably be. So they should act be, more ladylike. No, she can probably beat some of the, the lower ranked men. I don't know about that. I don't even know if she could beat me. I'm a pretty good tennis player. Oh, I think she can kick your ass for sure. Well, if Marshawn Lynch can't beat my ass, I'm pretty sure, even though she's very muscular and thick, I don't think she's taking me. Mar Mr. President, no disrespect, but Marshawn Lynch would eat you for breakfast. Well, we're both about 6'2", 240. And he played in the NFL, and, and now you he sits eat for the McDonald's. anthem. So he does not have God on his side. So you think Mike Pence is going to help you here? Well, no, not big gay Mike Pence. <laughs> not big gay. <laughs> but uh, we'll get it done. Okay. But Serena, she's very angry. You know, I, I sometimes see on Twitter when I get lost, people talking about black girl magic. So obviously we've got Jeff Sessions looking into whether black girls have magic because we really need to regulate that if the blacks have magic. Wait, you think black people do magic? Well, it's a trending hashtag on the Twitter where they say black girl magic anytime a black woman does something good. That's stupid. But I look at Serena and I go, that's black girl madness. She's very angry. She doesn't have the magic. Right. I mean, she, like I said before, she's playing the finals of the U.S. Open. She wasn't picked to get to the finals. And... She wants to win. It's competitive spirit. Women can be competitive too, Mr. Trump. Well, but what's the point? Like well, whenever she's playing I'm, for a championship. Whenever I'm driving, being driven around D.C. or New York, and I see these women like hustling to their jobs, I go, why, why are you working? Like, what's the point? You're not going to be CEO. So do you feel the same thing about Ivanka? You don't think she can be CEO? Well, she's special. So she's... Who'd think a Jew would lead Christians, but that's what we got with Jesus Christ. Okay. So Ivanka, she may be born of the weaker sex, but she's got the Trump blood and maybe some other stuff from Trump inside of her. Okay. So that makes her better than every other woman because she's a Trump? Well, it helps. Okay. Let me ask you a question, Magua. Sh sure. Who is the president? You're the president. Exactly. <laughs> Why do you have to ask me that? Well, because you ask like, oh, because she has Trump blood, is she better? And it's like, well, look what Trump blood's done. It's even better than tiger blood. Maybe. But I think anything's better than tiger blood because he has HIV. So. Well, that's true. Okay. So Serena, you think she's 100% He could still have wrong. sex with Tiffany, though, if he wanted. Okay. So you, so you think don't she, touch Ivanka. No problem. You th you think she's a hundred percent wrong? Tiger come <laughs> for the way she acted. She's a hundred percent wrong. She's got black girl madness, and we're gonna have Jeff Sessions look into it if she's a danger to the community. But it's uh, it was a real disgraceful performance she did because that other one, who was half a half a Haitian, half a Japanese, whoever heard of that? She was much more composed. She was respectful. She was winning too. And, uh, you know, you could, which came first, the chicken or the egg? 
Was it the respectful behavior that led to the winning culture or was it the winning that led to the respect? I don't know, but I'd like to think that maybe it's the respect first. It might be or it just has to do with athletic ability. Well, you know, you get you combine the the blackness with the Asianness, and that's a very athletic, precise combo. The last bit of news, Mr. Trump, that I want to talk to you about. I know you don't really like this woman, but we have to talk about her. Uh, Omarosa. Oh, I thought you were going to say Crooked Hillary. No, not Crooked Hillary. I would not bring up Crooked Hillary here. But Omarosa. I thought you were going to say Pocahontas. No. She has uh, another tape. Omarosa is a disloyal negress. And it says that she thinks the recording shows that you're unfit for office. Magua, do you have a dog? I do have a dog. I'm sorry. You know, every tech stuff guy seems to have a dog situation. Is it lonely being a tech stuff guy? Uh, occasionally. Well, if this works out, maybe we can we can find some companionship, if you know what I mean. Okay, I appreciate that. we go that. off the uh, podcast record? Uh, we're going to go off right now. We will get you some prostitutes, some real delicious whores that I routinely bang. <laughs> I'll get you one I haven't banged a lot. I, I appreciate that. I really don't want your sloppy seconds. So, Well, they're Trump seconds, so it's pretty good. So they're not sloppy. No, they're pretty refined. They're, refined it, it, it improves them. It's like so, wine. Uh, we'll, get you some, we'll get you some good company, some, some, nice, some nice whores, maybe some Russians. You know, maybe uh, some of those Asians we were talking about. Of course. Whatever you, uh, if this works out. If you know, it works So far, out. it's pretty good. I appreciate that. Okay. Back on the record? Back on the record. Okay. So Amarosa, she's not good people. She's a lying negress. She's a disloyal negress. I'm trying to use the proper term. And uh, so she's full of lies. She's also got the black girl madness because she got fired. So she's very upset. It'd be great if this dog could learn some respect and stop chewing on whatever poor people dog toys you got it. I'm sorry. Well, do you know what she, she says that she has you on tape saying? What lies is she making up now? It says on the recording, Trump can be heard cracking a joke about how becoming a terrorist is the, in quotes, only thing someone in Niger can do to earn a living. You sure you pronounced that right? Um, no, I'm positive I pronounce it. I don't know if it's how you pronounce it, but I pronounced it correctly. Well, N-I-G-E-R. Well, first of all, that country's misspelled. I think we can both agree on that. No, if you add another G, it's totally a different word, Mr. President. Well, it is, but what, do you, what, what kind of made up, what kind of, it's, it's like when Jeff Sessions behind closed doors calls blacks nigras. It's like, why don't you just say it, Jeff? We know what you're thinking. Mispronouncing it doesn't make it better, and misspelling it, N-word country, is not really that happy. But it also says uh, you can be heard dropping a quip about a U.S. military operation that left four U.S. and four Nigerian soldiers dead. You said a little joke about soldiers dying. Well, we don't, you know, I I would never joke about that, but let's be honest, we become very PC. Maybe it was a great joke. You wrote, you said, uh, so it's a rough business. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd want to be a terrorist right now. It says the president says on the audio file as what Newman uh, says, our junior staffers laughing in the background. And then you said, it's not a good life, but it's uh, the only thing that, what else is there? I don't well, know. 
That's a good question. But um, but was, that is, if, you know, if I was from N-word country. I would. Uh, it's not N word. I'd probably be a terrorist as well, Mr. President. It's not N word country. It's Niger. Niger and the word that you're thinking of are totally two different words. Well, I co-wrote Gold Digger, so I'm pretty well steeped in all varieties of the N word. When you work with Kanye and Jeff Sessions, you hear all forms of the N word. Well, <laughs> Niger is not. The N word for the third time. It's. it's I agree. It's the N word country. No, it's not the N word country. It, it's not even pronounced with the word that you're thinking of. I've heard some of these people try to even make it French. They go Niger, and I go, "Well, that's just the N word in French." No, that's. What are you going to do if these recordings come out? We're going to do exactly what we do. We're going to keep making America great again. We're going to give no respect. To that disloyal chocolate sundae Amarosa. And we're going to, we're just going to keep making America great again. That's what the people want. They want the country to be great. They want it to be great. We're going to make it great. No matter how many anonymous sources, no matter how many anonymous, no matter how many lying, cheating, anonymous people, people who are too scared so they go under monomagous. Anonymous. No matter how many monogamous people they get to report on us, my S- followers don't word. care. They don't care. Okay. They're jealous because they're monogamous, and I get to have sex with lots of people. Well, that's kind of in the right track, but still used wrong. <laughs> but well, that's fine. You know, if you don't want your identity known, you have to you be monogamous. What? I hear you. Being androgynous is kind of a weak way to work with reporters. Is yeah. all I'm saying. I I agree. So. Let's see what happens with the recordings. She says there are more recordings. Well, she's jealous of Lion Bob Woodward. Now it becomes all these rats and liars and people. They want to they wanna compete because they want to share the Trump spotlight. So you think everyone just making lies and lies and lies. Lies after lies. They don't want America to be great. Okay. We're doing great things and allowing coal companies and mercury and methane into the atmosphere. Good stuff. That's good stuff for the people. Okay. And they want to stop that. They don't want people getting rich and successful in America. They hate America. Well, Mr. President, thank you for doing this podcast uh, for the 21st time. 21st is episode 21. That's right. 21 weeks you've been doing it so far and really appreciate it. Best age, if you know what I mean. I, I know what you 21. mean. 21. They're getting to the gym. They've shed the baby fat. Hopefully they've been, you know, models and not going to college, drinking beer and fucking football players where they put on a little weight. Okay. 21-year-old models are the best. The perky tits. They might have had their first surgery. Everything's in place. They're desperate for attention and success. It's the best. So we honor episode 21. (laughs) We are honoring episode 21. With that. That And we honor the people lost on 7-Eleven. It's... 7-Eleven is a store, 9-Eleven. Well, it's a, you know, I don't go there, but it's a, uh, it was nice that they named it after, you know, to honor, it's not honor at, the people. at all, but. Well, I don't think, you know what? Maybe you won't be back because I don't think. Mr. President, we were talking about 9-Eleven before. You're disgracing I'm not and insulting disgracing. I'm these not. people who named their store in tribute to 7-Eleven. Let's agree to this. And some of those people are, to be honest, uh, sand Nigers. 
who run those stores. You're still misusing the word night. I, I can't even do this anymore. Well, and that's I'm t- once again, the theme of this episode, if you've been paying attention, Magua, yeah. has been tolerance and openness to cultures. Now, I tell you that I'm, I'm re- enjoying the fact that the Sand Nigers open stores named after one of our great tragedies as a way to honor and tribute those that we lost on 7-Eleven. Okay. The good guys. Yes. Well, Mr. President, thank you again for your time. We appreciate all your insights. Well, this was a good one for the people. It, it was a great one for the people. And um, I just want to thank you for coming on. Uh, my name is my name is Jay Nog. I'm the, I'm the tech stuff guy. And you guys can check out everything for mine, uh, jnog.com, at jnog on social media. Every tech stuff and guy just goes on and on about everything. What is it? Do you go to get the same lesson at tech stuff school? Well, I... Be sure to speak for 12 minutes about all the things you're doing after the episode with the president. I mean, maybe that was like 20 seconds at most. It's pretty long. Okay. Also, I want to encourage people to subscribe. And if you're already a subscriber, tell your friends because this is a great podcast and it's awesome. And you get to hear what the president says about the things that he does not talk about in the public and can only hear about it on this podcast. So subscribe. Go on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Write a review. It really helps us out. And, And that's it. And we will see you next week. Thank you. The voice of Donald J. Trump, President of the United States, is done by J.L. Covan. Thank you guys for listening. Like Jay said, subscribe on iTunes. The podcast will be available on Stitcher very shortly as well, so it'll be available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podomatic. But wherever you listen to it, please, 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 there's been a nice uptick in ratings. We'd like to get to 100 or more. We, we obviously have many hundreds of listeners, so that means just all of you going click, click, literally takes 10 seconds or or less on iTunes to just go five stars, even if you don't want to write a review. So do that. It's helpful. It helps the algorithm of the podcast rise in ranking. So it'd be nice if you could help us out with that. As far as my schedule, uh, I'm headlining the joke joint in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, September 28th and 29th. Then my career falls off a cliff. I have nothing whatsoever booked for the rest of my life. Oh, actually, that's not true. In January, I'll be in DC, but that's so far off that it's not it still feels like a, my career is falling off a cliff. Um, so I'll probably be working a day job by then with some good benefits, uh, lose some weight, feeling better about life. And then I'll say, hey, I think I should get back into comedy. And then I will just spiral downward like, a, like an addict who thinks they can smoke crack rock once or twice. And then uh, we'll just talk about that when we, we'll, we'll cross that bridge and uh, drown ourselves when we get to it. Uh, and obviously thoughts and prayers, my new double album, which is nothing short of a masterpiece. And I say that with all humility comes out most likely in the first week of October. So, uh, check my Twitter website, jlcomedy.com for all that stuff. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Mike, our silent producer who wasn't so silent today because I crushed it so hard. Um, so have a good week, folks. Talk to you next Wednesday. God help us all.